0: Welcome to another exciting edition of Nearman Comic Radio, your local comic shop shrunk down, gamma-radiated, sworn to protect a world that fears and hates it, and aired live every week, only on the non-productive network, the only place that would have us. Hey, I just realized we are, we're not aired live as much anymore. No. Uh, yeah. We gotta start streaming the show in some format. Yeah, I, I, no, or
1: else we would be liars.
0: Yeah, we can't be that. I'm your host, Frank, joined in studio as always by Pete. Hey, Pete, how are you? I'm all right. How about you, Frank? Pretty good. I'm really excited that on Near Mint we rank and review comics from best to worst. That's mint, near mint, good, fair, and poor to you newbies, and try to guide you what to read and what, what that, might
1: be better to avoid. That is an exciting thing, Frank.
0: Yes. Uh, you know what else is exciting? We finally got to House of X, Issue 4. Yes. Uh, which, you know, there was kind of a cliffhanger the last time we, we reviewed any of these books.
1: Yeah, something got blowed up real good.
0: And boy, howdy, are there consequences in this book. Yeah. Unbelievable. So spoiler alert for all the House of X and Powers of X that have happened so far. Yeah. We've reached a House of X number four. Everything else is going to be spoiled. I take notes sometimes while reading. It depends on how good what I'm <laughs> reading is. Occasionally, I'll like, oh, crap, I didn't write anything down. I have to remember everything. And um, my, uh, it, it's funny how... Out of date things got on my document. Like I noted who died as they happened. <laughs> it, it was pretty shocking to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you've got two major X Men, one founding X Man, murdered off screen or That's, off page.
0: Yeah. So this thing starts off at in the a, beginning in a very interesting way. This book. Uh, it starts. We we've been talking about these little pull quotes that kind of head off the chapters mm-hmm. of each issue. Uh, we talk about it here and there. We never, we don't always pay attention to them. This one, it is very powerful. Just no more from Xavier. Uh, words mm-hmm. that carry a lot of weight in the X-Men universe.
1: Referring uh, to uh, specifically the, the decimation event when uh, Scarlet Witch said no more mutants. Exactly. And her reality warping powers... Killed all but 198 mutants in the world. A major
0: event that actually... Or depowered, in, I should say. In the next few pages get illustrated. Uh, like there's there's uh, a, a, at least one page of actual, like a documentation of all the things they have done to us. Uh, all the things humanity or others have done to mutants. And mm-hmm. how often mutants are facing extinction level events. For the people who are arguably supposed to be the extinction level event for humanity, they sure do get wiped out a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I like how the book kind of just starts off reminding you it sucks to be a mutant mm-hmm. in the X-Men universe. Almost in, almost out of fiction, right? Because you could say like in the earliest books, mutants are, um, you know, we, or they're sworn to defend a world that fears and hates them, great. Yeah. But it's more than just somebody saying, oh, my powers make me different and 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 hated and it sucks. This literally the action in in the publishing history of the X-Men and related titles show that it just sucks to be a mutant.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, in, in what way?
0: Let's let's kind of run down some of the horrible things that happened. We talked about destination, oh, okay. right? Yeah, uh, you're we... talking about
1: the things that have happened in universe.
0: The things that happen yeah. in universe and the way the characters are sort of treated. Imagine, uh, if you will, uh, there's a, a world where fictional characters have to get a chance to face their creators, mm-hmm. and they ask the question of why did you make me go through all this? Yeah. In some cases, like Superman facing his creators, I mean, there's a lot of horrible things that have happened to Superman over time. But I, th- I'd like to think that Superman would be like, you know what? Thanks. <laughs> I, 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 like being Superman. Even Spider-Man, you know, he's got, he's always downtrodden in some way. Uh, it, it, obviously, Uncle Ben is a really tragic moment in his life. But at the same time, like he, he can see where his value in the world is more or less you take the x-men and it seems like it's nothing but tragedy piled upon tragedy
1: the x-men are the dolph lundgren punisher of the marvel universe which is squatting in a sewer saying why yes why god why good good reference thank you
0: uh yes so it's just i like the way that we lead this book by saying this is a problem this is a problem that they like being a mutant is horrible. And perhaps all the things that the mutants have done as a reaction to what it's like to be a mutant in this world is, I don't know about justifiable last few issues, we talked about how it's hard to determine who's at fault for anything that's happening, but you get it. You get why this is an actual existential crisis. Both sides are fighting for the future of their kind. Yeah. And I, I really think that's super powerful. And then I start making notes through this, and like you said, Husk and Archangel, Archangel are dead off-panel, off-screen. Yeah. They died from the explosion in the last book.
1: Yeah. Holy crap. And just and we just get this casual situation report. They're dead. Yeah. Like, okay, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. But that's I guess that serves to underscore the point of how important this is to the X-Men. Right. That they don't have time to sit and mourn. Right. The loss of their f- friends.
0: It, and it's a it's a pretty fast-paced book. It goes, uh, like, you, it feels like an action movie. Oh, it, very much. It feels like the end of a very serious war movie when, you know, the, the heroes have breached uh, the enemy defenses yeah. and there's only one chance for them to succeed
1: and they may not. We made the last desperate plans. Yeah. And we're carrying them out now and... It's interesting, I actually um, I felt a little disappointed by uh, how the stakes almost seemed to be lowered for the humans involved. Does mm. I forget the name of the uh, the woman who's in charge of the project Gregor Dr. Gre- Gregor Yeah Dr. Gregor. yeah she, she's basically at one point just frozen with indecision, and uh, the, the Sentinel Prime or the I forget. Yeah the, uh, yeah, the
0: other character she has left to talk to. Yeah,
1: basically snaps her out of it by telling her, "If you don't do something about this, your husband died for nothing." Yeah, and it then becomes she she becomes motivated by not not for pre- preserving humanity, for revenge. But, yeah. yeah, revenge. Yeah, and I, I that that disappointed me a little bit. Yeah,
0: I. Th- I- I agree. So the last few issues of this, the series, they've done a very good job of illustrating that depending on what side you're looking at this this argument, uh, it's it's really two people, two groups of people who believe that their people are going extinct. Yeah, um, I don't know how feasible that is to continue forever because ultimately we don't have a lot of like... Uh, point of view characters on the human side that have any history like yeah. there 's nothing they 're going to do to Dr. Gregor to make me feel, oh yeah, okay, I get it mm-hmm. um, but yeah i i I agree with you that the the stakes seem to have lowered for humanity, but it's I, like, I, I understand understandably, you, it's know,
1: you couldn't you couldn 't do it for very long mm-hmm. it seems like you didn 't need very much longer in this. Particular branch of the story,
0: sure. But I do think we we are meant to believe that the X Men are heroes in this arc. Uh, sort of uh, not quite answering the questions that we've had in the last few episodes, but accepting the conceit that this is an X Men book, they're probably closer to being the heroes than you would think. And let's let's play this out and see the tragic end. So let's talk a little bit about that tragic end, because as I write down, you know, uh, Husk and Archangel uh, had died, and then all the other things that happened in the book, I start hearing Pete's voice in the back of my head (laughs) saying, "I question how much of this takes place in our reality, or how much of this is even real." Yeah. Uh, So just going through the entire book, uh, eventually. Nightcrawler sacrifices himself in the coolest way as a as a transport yeah. for 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 Logan for Wolverine to deliver the last blow against the Mother Mole to let it fall yeah. into space. All of it is in an awesome awesome action sequence. Really cool. Um, love the fact that, uh, that Cyclops was like bravest man I know. Although who is he talking to? I hope it wasn't Wolverine because Nightcrawler. That was a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, know, you know
1: Wolverine's got to at least have it in the back of his mind. Yeah, you know, man, I've come back from stuff pretty yeah. much as bad as this. I could still, uh, as long as there's two atoms to rub together. There was something. Sadder. I might reconstitute. <laughs> right,
0: absolutely, <laughs> and there's something sadder about Nightcrawler's sacrifice because it, he literally just did it because he he needed to teleport Logan. Yeah, like it wasn't he wasn't even the one delivering the the blow. He was just the transport.
1: I conceivably, could have just thrown Logan at an airlock. Yeah. And pushed him in the in the right direction. This was a little bit more secure, but yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so you know, interesting stuff. And I'm, I'm so we lose Nightcrawler. We probably lose Wolverine as close. I mean, he yeah. falls into the sun, I guess. Uh, which you say that out loud, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> um, it you Wouldn't seem, be the first time. We seem to have lost Cyclops. Uh, he seems to have gotten blown away. Yeah, that. I mean, I'd I'd say that's
1: pretty definitive.
0: And pretty definitive that Jean also dies in the yeah. escape pod. Although those two are a little bit more questionable, we don't actually see them die. Yeah. But for the most part, uh, oh, uh, I'm I'm missing someone uh, oh, um, on the ship with um, uh, Monet. With Monet. Yes, she's also Slash penance. We're told she was killed as well, and. Uh, the only person we really don't know is Nicrol, is um, Mystique. We don't know her fate. I don't well, think. Mystique got oh, sucked out of th- an airlock. She got thrown out of space, so that's maybe another question mark. Yeah. The point is, a lot of the X-Men got killed in this book. So it's one thing to have two characters die in the very beginning.
1: Narratively speaking, I think we're meant to at least assume right. that all of the X-Men on that mission were wiped out.
0: Absolutely. So then you, as a longtime comic book reader, you have to think, well, is any of this real? Yeah, is any of this going to have any sticking power? Uh, First of all, I don't. There's two ways this can go, right? Mm -hmm. There's one uh, where, in in as far as this isn't real, right? So we have some time traveling going on in this story, or time travel adjacent, you know, possible realities depending on reincarnation or whatever. That's that's one way of taking it. Uh, The second way uh, we teased that earlier in our read would be the pods, the pod people. Which I actually find more interesting.
1: Yeah, that's uh, you got a good point there. I I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, which is surprising considering it's the thing that I brought up. Right, first issue. Right, the first first issue. Yeah, Xavier is welcoming these to me, my X Men. These X Men that have just been expelled from these living biological pods.
0: Right, and one of them, I believe, looked basically Dead Ringer for, for Cyclops Yeah, that. Yeah, and I think same psychic, or uh, the eye powers. Eye yeah. powers? Good. Um, so there's that. Uh, personally, I think um, I, I think it's, we're, we're fudging things a little bit with time travel, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or whether or not this even counts as time travel. I think pod people makes a lot of sense. I will put one huge asterisk on the entire question. If does this even matter? Or is this like the traditional neckbeard, angry <laughs> comic book person argue, uh, shaking their fist at continuity? I don't know if this matters. I think we're getting a good
1: story, regardless yeah. of whether
0: or not this sticks.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, again, as, as a longtime X-Men reader, I'm like, oh, okay, the X-Men died again. Mm-hmm. But it was a very interesting story of how the X-Men die again. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and I enjoyed reading that story. Yeah, yeah. So whether or not it counts, this was a good story. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I'm 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 very curious as to where this is going. I, I'm increasingly think of the opinion that this is going to be uh largely hand waved away with a another Moria life or uh some other kind of time travel the wibbly wobbly.
0: Yeah. I'm banking on those pods coming back and Krakoa coming back. I think that's going to be
1: involved.
0: Yeah, uh, but I don't know. And I I will, you know, as much of a caveat on that I'm going to put is good story is a good story. Absolutely. But there is definitely a way of being unsatisfied by finding out everybody you saw die was actually a vegetable. You know, so we'll. we'll, I don't know how it's going to play out, but um, hopefully we didn't spoil anything. We didn't actually know anything. So this is all guesswork on our part. But hopefully it doesn't end up, you know, affecting the way you folks are reading along with us. Uh, But overall, I really did enjoy it. I especially loved uh, my, my mother mold's
1: soliloquy as it starts falling into the sun. That bothered me a little bit. First of all. Really? Okay. First of all. I question whether or not that means that all of this was for nothing. The whole point was to keep mother mold from coming online mm-hmm. and even though Mother mold came online only to seemingly be destroyed in the sun, mother mold came online interesting and you never know with these computer things they can transport their uh their sentience right like over the Ether webs. You. That was the most old
0: man thing you've said, and you oh, are sure. an incredibly old man.
1: Yeah. So, but I agree. I
0: understand. Yes. I, I. That. That. That makes me excited. I actually like that. I like the fact that you could take. You took a villain off the. The off the yeah. uh, the map, but you kind of left them there. Yeah.
1: I like that. That's. I, I'm wondering if that's going to come back and bite them, if it matters. <laughs> was there another
0: reason? Did you? The other one some? was.
1: Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, they got their Greek mythology. Mother mold got it, got her Greek mythology wrong. Really? Yeah. She talks about uh, the. Uh, I've got the quote because I really liked it. It was the, the Olympian gods and their off. The, she talks about their if offspring, man, the, uh, the the quote, Titans. The quote is: "If man, if man made me, they are gods, and you are Titans. Their spoiled image, not image." It was um oh, maybe progeny maybe? That but it was something that imp- that implies lineage. Well e- it I think implied, even that, kind implied of, yeah. that the Titans, titans were the created by the gods, but it's the opposite.
0: Yeah. I, I don't I think maybe you uh, misread that. But also I could see how you would mm-hmm. misread it. Even if my quote is exactly right and it might be yeah, that does seem to suggest that the Titans Uh, were the image of the gods, and and that's arguable. But hey, man, anytime someone gives me some grandiose uh, verbiage as they fly into the sun, I'm on board. So another little cool piece of throwback, I guess, um, that Mother Mold thinks both humans and mutants are found wanting. Yeah. So this leads more to our, our, our theory that somewhere a thousand years in the future it's neither man nor mutant that have survived. It is some sort of machine Mm -hmm. maybe. And that's, I, it's this whole series is bringing up a lot of deep questions that regardless of how they get resolved and maybe are unresolvable are interesting that we're asking it while reading a comic book, you know? So we should review it. Let's, 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 uh, let's give our ranking of it. Uh, I am gonna go with. Oh man, I feel like I'm so I'm so upset that I didn't give it a mint last time because everybody else did, and I was like, you know what? It could have it could have earned it, but you know, I, I'm I'm gonna go near mint again. I really really enjoyed it. I just I'm curious of
1: where it's going. Yeah, it had uh, it had a lot of flaws. I have a lot of uh, questions. Or it had a few flaws, and I have a lot of questions about how this is all fitting together now. But I'm actually going to go mint. On this oh, one.
0: I was going to go mint. I was going. I second guessed myself. <laughs> I want to go. Can I go back in time and give it a mint? I don't know. We'll, don't know. we'll figure out if, if the counts. internet's count it. I don't. I don't understand. We have to ask the 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 living tribunal. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Uh, if you enjoy this episode of Near Mint, please like and follow and subscribe so you get the latest in the podcatcher of your choice and leave us a good review. Uh, we are actually going to be catching up with with House of X and Powers of X this week. So now yeah. is the perfect time to get on board. Listen to all the past episodes and you are good to go. We are having a lot of fun. Join us on, on Facebook or Discord for uh, more conversations and to give us your opinions on how the series is going so far. Yes, do that.